I welcome R.J. Post, author of Lying, Taming, Dating, and Other Dangerous Endeavors, Short Stories. Today's topic, Arthur Lounge. Welcome, R.J. Post, to my Greatest Imagination podcast. First, well, thank you for having me on. Welcome. And first question, tell me and listeners your story when you first started writing. Well, I've been writing really most of my life. Um, Actually, when I was in the fifth grade, I started my own newspaper at school and uh, distributed it to my my friends at school. Um, Then when I was in high school, I uh, started writing short stories. Um, you know, I was really influenced by John Steinbeck. I wanted to be someone like that when I, when I grew up and, uh, went off to college, majored in, uh, first journalism and then English. And for, uh, 31 years, I worked as a reporter and editor for newspapers, uh, three different newspapers over the course of my career. And then about, uh, five years ago, um, I left that profession. I got into marketing and now I write a lot of, uh, oh, advertising copy, uh, website copy, things like that. But a few years ago when we, uh, were in the pandemic and we were all in lockdown, um, I wasn't commuting back and forth to work 40 minutes each way, you know, twice a day. Okay. And that gave me a little more time, um, uh, to, pursue some things uh, that I was passionate about. And one of those was getting back into writing fiction and writing short stories. Right, right, right. Okay. Tell me and listeners about lying, taming, dating, and other dangerous endeavors, short stories. Well, as you mentioned, Josh, it's a collection of short stories. There are 12 in the book. And uh, the title kind of hints at the fact that, uh, you know, probably the most important thing to any of us in life are relationships with other people. Whether that's uh, finding that significant other or it's a relationship with your parents or your kids, uh, your best friend, your coworkers, it's all about relationships whenever we deal with other people. But specifically when we're talking about those romantic relationships, that calls on us to be vulnerable. Right. You know, we can uh, uh, reach out to somebody else, you know, uh, whether you're you're out in the club or wherever you are, whether you're still in school, wherever you're doing that, whether you meet someone on the job you're interested in, you can reach out to that person, but it requires you to, you know, stick your neck out and be a little vulnerable. The other person might shoot you down. Right. And, uh, especially if it's somebody you're really attracted to or you you really, really like, uh, that can be uh, kind of terrifying. Yes, it can. And uh, the first story in the book is called uh, The Safe List, and it's about a man that uh, falls in love with a, his neighbor, new woman that moves into his apartment building, uh, and she likes him, but only as a friend. She's into exciting guys, and she thinks he's safe. He's not exciting. And uh, in the course of the day, he has three very dangerous encounters, one of which is 
coming face to face with a lion that's escaped from the zoo and he needs to know what to do. And uh, so that's where the title comes from. Um, other things in the book that might be thought of as dangerous, uh, uh, there's a detective story in there. There's a story about time traveling. There's a story about uh, some people who have a, a web-based uh, show um, where they go to old amusement parks and they're out there looking for ghosts. They're ghost hunters. Oh, okay. So uh, there's a wide variety of different sorts of stories uh, in different genres for people to enjoy. Great. What advice will you give new writers? Well, I think the first advice that I would give is that, um, you know, I've been a writer for a long time. And to me, what separates writers from other people, lots of people may write, but the, what really sets writers apart as a special breed of people is that uh, it's a compulsion. You know, you've got something inside you that you want to get out the same way a singer does or a painter does. They've got something inside them that they want to get out. And uh, so if you feel the urge to write, find some way to do it, whether poetry is your thing or short stories or novels or maybe screenplays, whatever it is, haiku, whatever it is, find the thing that works for you to get that out. And um, one way that I've found that helps a lot of people get started is some people like to journal. I don't so much do that. But uh, another thing people can try, uh, I don't know if you've heard of the, the morning pages discipline. The idea is that you get up in the morning and the first thing you do is you write uh, just kind of stream of consciousness for three pa pages. Oh, okay. Or if you're like me, the kind of person who likes to compose at the keyboard, uh, I believe it's about 735 words. Oh, great. And just sit down and whatever comes into your head and keep going until you've, you've filled that up. Okay. And uh, a lot of times good story ideas come out of there. Or maybe you just, something that's on your mind, you get it off your chest. But it's a way to loosen you up and, and get you going with the writing. Um, there are a couple of schools of thought about keeping a notebook. Okay. Um, Stephen King said a notebook is the best way to immortalize bad ideas. Oh, okay. His theory was that if it was a good idea, it would stick in your head. And uh, if it was a bad idea, well, you'd probably forget it over time because it was a bad idea. Uh, other people like Agatha Christie, she was a copious note taker. She had notebooks all over her house that were full of ideas like plots for stories or uh, ways to poison people or uh, just, you know, all sorts of, you know, people she met that she thought would be interesting characters. So uh, I'm more from the, uh, the camp that says it's a good idea to have a notebook. Um, sometimes I keep notes in Google Docs. Sometimes I keep them in a paper notebook. Sometimes I keep them in the note function on my phone. Okay. Just whatever's handy at that time. So um, that would be the main advice I would have is get busy writing and keep doing it. Try to do some writing every day. 
keep a journal or maybe do the morning pages, whatever works for you. Okay, great. Great advice. RJ, what excites your creativity? Well, I think a lot of different, I'm going to approach this a little bit from the idea of uh, where some of my story ideas come from. Okay. Um, Because before you can sit down and create, you need to have some idea of what you're going to create. Um, And they they come from a lot of different places. Um, My wife and I were watching television one morning and uh, this reporter in Canada was, uh, had gone to this uh, little local museum where they had this, in a case, this enormous frog that was supposed to be, uh, you know, stuffed by a taxidermist. And uh, apparently there was some controversy over whether this was a real thing or if it was some sort of hoax. And uh, that got me thinking about all the different uh, tourist attractions we've been to over the years, you know, these little roadside attractions and Sometimes they're off the beaten path and strange things that you see. And uh, I said to Susan, my wife, I should write a story about that. And (laughs) when I went to write it later that day, I sat down and I I pretty much banged out the whole thing in one stretch. Uh, You know, but uh, other places, music. I like music. I like to listen to music while I'm writing or frequently on my commute back and forth to work. And a lot of times that'll make me think of something that I want to write about. Um, movies. Um, one of the stories in my book is actually about a murder mystery involving an old film star from the silent film era. Oh, okay. So uh, a lot of those creative kinds of things. But sometimes it's just uh, someone I meet, you know, or someone I remember, someone that's an interesting character. Um, maybe you're even looking out your window and uh, you see something happening outside your window that makes you pause and think, uh, hey, I wonder why they're doing that. Maybe there's a story in there. All right. That's a great imagination right there. What type of challenges you face as a writer? Well, uh for one thing, knowing what you want to write. Um, currently, I'm working on a second collection of short stories, but I've always got it in the back of my head that I'd like to write a novel. Okay. As of yet, I haven't f- found something I feel strongly enough about that I want to write a whole novel mm. about it. So that's one thing. Um, another thing, obviously, for a lot of people is time. Just finding time outside of their day-to-day, whether they're taking care of the kids or they're working a day job or whatever they're doing, um, that can be a challenge. Um, Another thing, a big thing for a lot of people, I think, is self-doubt. Oh, okay. They wonder whether or not their writing is good enough, you know, and uh, there are a lot of great writers out there, but I think all of them tried to be themselves and express themselves. And what they wrote is what they wrote. And the same thing for all of us. You can't doubt that what you have to say isn't worth somebody else reading. You need to go ahead and write it if it's something you feel strongly about. I feel like for every story, there's at least one person out there who needs to read that story. And um, 
I was driving home from work one day and one of my neighbors stopped me and uh, wanted, because he read my book and he wanted to come over to the house and talk about it. And so he did. And the story I was telling you about earlier, uh, the safe list, he said to me, uh, he said, you know, I was always on the safe list when it kept came to dating and meeting women. They always thought I was the safe guy, the nice guy. And that was something he always struggled with as far as uh, getting to know somebody better. Right. Great advice. I'm going to skip when is the best time of the day to write. You pretty much talked about that already. Well, there's one thing I could add on that subject, Josh, um, which is, you know, use time wherever you can find it. Um, I have a friend that wrote uh, his first novel uh, on an iPad while he was waiting for his kids at dance lessons. So they were taking dance lessons, gymnastic lessons, and, you know, he would go and drop them off and he'd wait while they did their lesson. And he would sit there and write on his iPad. And he wrote the entire book that way. Uh, Years ago, I had a friend that asked me to edit a book for her. And I did it all sitting on bleachers at the YMCA while my kids uh, took swim lessons. Cool. So you just make that time, find that time wherever you can, whether it's, uh, you know, it might be waiting in line at the grocery store. I don't know. Great. You know, um, if you take the train to work, it might be on the train, uh, might be on your lunch hour. Uh, just make, take that time where you're, wherever you can find it. Great advice. What keeps you up at night? Well, apart from things like, uh, uh, you know, if I'm thinking about some task at work that hasn't gotten done or thinking about uh, it's about time I painted the house again or <laughs> whatever, sometimes that keeps me up at night. But as far as writing goes, uh, sometimes I'll be uh, lying in bed at night or even wake up and I'll think, I'm not sure where this story I'm writing, I'm not sure where it's going to go next. You know, there are some writers that are what they call plotters. They like to plot everything out in advance. And there are some that fly by the seat of their pants. So they call them pantsers. I'm more of a pantser. I get started writing a story and I have sort of a vague idea where I want to go, but I I don't plan the whole thing out. I kind of see where it's going to go. Okay. And uh, I might be lying in bed and think, well, I don't know. You know, I may think this is the end result, but I'm not sure how I'm going to get there. And uh, I've gotten up at night and gotten out a notebook and started writing down ideas, you know, a list of ideas. Well, here are some things that could happen next, you know. And then maybe when I've got three or four things that might be the next step, uh, I can put that down and close it and uh, go back to bed. Um, The other thing sometimes that I think about is, uh, you know, trying to, well, you would say market the book but get it out in front of more people. Okay. Uh, the main concern for me is that more people get a chance to read it. Because as I said earlier, um, for every story, whether it's one I've written or you've written or someone else, for every story, there's someone out there that needs to read that particular story. 
that it's got, unbeknownst to you, it's got some kind of personal message for them. And so that's why uh, I'm always looking for new ways to get it out in front of people. So hopefully they can discover it and maybe there'll be that little bit of wisdom that they were needing in their life. Right. That's good. That's great. Last question. Tell me and listeners, where can we find you online? Okay. Well, the book, Lion Taming, Dating, and Other Dangerous Endeavors is available on Amazon uh, in paperback and Kindle. And uh, I'm also on social media on Facebook and YouTube under RJ Post Author. And uh, people can reach me uh, via email at rjpostauthor at gmail.com. All right. Thank you for having me.